Welcome back to the My Everyday Chaos podcast, a podcast for women looking for God's voice and biblical focus in the face of daily distraction. I'm your host, Alexander Goman, and today with me on the podcast is one of my favorite people on planet Earth, my dear friend, Jessica Kellogg, coming at us from Boston, Massachusetts, where she lives with her husband, Howard, and her four, yep, Four adorable children, (laughs) Charlie, Maxine, and two identical twin boys, Howie and Archie, who are basically the best ever, little baldies. And um, I'm so excited that Jessica is going to talk with us today. Um, She is a stay-at-home mom and a full-time, I don't know, life coach for everyone who knows her. She's my personal life coach, I would say. Um, Okay. We were laughing. I was like, so what are you going to do this topic on? Because you could literally do it on parenting. She's a parenting guru. She's a marriage guru. Um, (laughs) She's laughing, but she really, she has a lot of strengths and I'm so excited just for her to share about her life, her faith, um, how she, she definitely lives in the everyday chaos very well. So, um, Jess, I'm so excited that you're here and going to share some of your life coach wisdom. She's not literally a life coach, just a figure of one. <laughs> but welcome Good to never. the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As Alexandra knows, I am a, I'm really into podcasts. Just kidding. I'm not into <laughs> but I'm doing this for her. Um, She's listened to it like a few times. I did. Totally. No, that was my, my first dabble in podcasts. (laughs) My husband is literally a podcast junkie. And so I hear about podcasts all the time, but I am personally not, they're not my thing. I actually really like books. So, Mm. um, and talking to humans, (laughs) um, or on the phone, kind of phone, but, um, yeah, I, I was thinking about what I could share about because I feel like I love the name of this podcast and I love that the idea of like acknowledging as moms that it is chaotic is a very, very wise start. (laughs) Um, I feel like when I think about my life as a mom uh, and, and a wife and, you know, in this stage, so I'm 35 and I've been a mom now for nine years. Charlie just turned nine in October and Maxine is six. And the twins are 15 months this month, um, which is mind blowing. It flew by my little COVID babies. Um, yeah, I found out I was pregnant with them in uh, December, December 31st of 2019. And I found out they were twins um, because we had a late ultrasound. We were in Europe out of town for a few weeks. And so I did it way late. You know, your third child, you're like, whatever, like they're fine. And we go in and I, they pull up the screen and I see, I, I don't know what I see. The lady is like, turns the screen to me and Howard looks kind of funny. And she, she goes, so there's two heartbeats in there. And I'm like, my baby <laughs> has two hearts. <laughs> like, I was like, what the heck? And she's like, no, there's two babies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. What? And I'm like literally pants down, jump off the table, screaming. I start shaking her. I don't know why I was so, <laughs> I was so happy and so shocked 
just thank God. I was so happy and so shocked. You don't know how you're going to feel. And I'm one of those people that always was like, yeah, no, I'm such a connector emotionally. Twins doesn't sound ideal to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was so excited. I was so happy telling everyone I love that these little miracles, because I, I, then I lay back down and sobbing, obviously. And I'm like, look at Howard. He comes over to kiss me. and, And I'm like, what if it's a boy and a girl? And the lady goes, oh, no, no, they're identical. It's either two boys or two girls. And I'm like, what does that mean? Identical. I know what it means, but I didn't. So then she starts explaining all the complications that are, that could arise and how I'm going to have to have literally 20 ultrasounds, not exaggerating. Oh my gosh. Um, every other week they monitor these little babies like crazy because they essentially have to be good at sharing there's one placenta for two babies. And so if they don't share the nutrients exactly the right way, then they run the risk of this particular syndrome that is super dangerous. And so there's only, thankfully there's only a 15% chance that at this point, I literally like, I felt so shocked and so in awe of God, as I'm hearing about how miraculous this is like scientists can't even figure out why identical twins happens. They know why fraternal twins happens. They understand it. But identical twins is so spontaneous and so random. There's no genetic predisposition to it, technically. They're just miracles. And so I was like, if I worry, I feel like I'm a crazy person because this is so nuts that I have no control. And that's that's dumb. I can't worry. But I I was like, in my head, I'm like, I have no control over any of this. I have to give this all over to God. Right. And so I was just from that moment on shocked out outside of my mind <laughs> and I still feel shocked I still look at them and I'm like how is there two of you it's it's craziness I love so, it so yeah so so that's been my last 15 months and that that's one of my favorite stories to share um but I feel like I feel like in all of this so the reason that we have such a big gap between our daughter and our twins is because as Alexander knows I suffer from insane chronic migraines since I was like 13 years old and they've gotten much worse since they had Charlie. Um, they were every day for a really long time. I did Botox, had a surgery, tried all these different interventions. Um, the surgery was the hardest thing to go through because it was more invasive and the recovery was longer. And, and got, I just feel like all that I keep thinking, the, the thing that gets me through, if anybody ever thinks that I'm capable or that I'm helpful or if I'm, you know, anything good. It's literally all to God's glory because Mm. I feel like my gratitude to him is like what sustains me. Like it's what gives me so much joy each day. If I can like reframe my mind, like I've even meditated on my gratitude for my migraines a lot over the years because, you know, in, in life, it's so easy to feel like the challenges outweigh the good you know, it's like tempting for all of us. And, and sometimes they just do (laughs) like, sometimes you just have to grieve and ache and pray and, you know, and just sit in it. But I think for me, because it's been such a long-term thing and it's been in a stage, I dreamed of being a mom my whole entire life. And so I didn't want to let this, you know, thorn in my side, um, take over my life essentially. And so So I feel like, um, that's kind of what I was thinking that I most wanted to, to share that helps me get through the everyday chaos is just 
I was doing a study on scriptures <clears throat> on just praise and thanksgiving and um I could read a few of them or I could just reference them what do you think I don't know how much time we have go for it read them so, okay so <clears throat> some of the old testament verses Ezra 3 verse 11 with praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord he is good his love toward Israel endures forever and all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Psalm 7, verse 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. Psalm 9, verse 1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Psalm 35, verse 18, I will give you thanks in the great assembly among the throngs. I will praise you. Psalm 69, verse 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 95, verse 1 through 3, come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, <clears throat> the great king above all gods. Psalm 100, verse 4 through 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, I literally have another 12 I could share um, that I <laughs> was reading. Um, Psalm 106, verse 1. Psalm 107, verse 21 to 22. Psalm 118, verse 1. Some New Testament ones. Ephesians 5, verse 18, 18 through 20, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. I love this one. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, and then Colossians 2, verse 6 through 7. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Mm. Um, and though these just like, they're like bomb to my soul. Like, even when I feel like, you know, how can I do what I have set before me? You know, whether it's... <clears throat> with my time or with my family. Sometimes I, I literally texted Alexandra when I was getting on the call. I went in to put the twins down right at 1025. So I could get on 230 and or 1030. And they both had enormous poopy diapers. And so I'm like, <laughs> of course, late. that's and, how it goes. Yeah. So that was really um, fun. And I was like, I'm gonna be late. And that's totally fine. And, and I, I feel like it in like the little moments. And then, you know, and it, I, it, it just like, it's the, it's a lifeline. It's the only way to feel <laughs> joy <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the madness and in the chaos. And it does like, even I feel like in my marriage, like with my husband, if I'm, you know, if we're not as connected or like we were having a conflict earlier today about, it was silly about planning and I was not feeling close to him and he's trying to get out to work. And I feel like focusing on what he's doing that I appreciate. And what he's doing that I can tangibly be grateful for helps me to feel so much more gracious. It humbles me. It, it just instantly helps me to be able to be a little bit more like Jesus. And that is literally my whole goal. <laughs> and so I feel like 
um, yeah, that's probably the thing that I, I just feel the most like I want to, you know, marinate in and focus on and be an ambassador for is gratitude. I want my kids. I feel like that's like the biggest thing right now with my kids. So we live in a two bedroom apartment right now because we are renovating our unit downstairs. And so the, the, my two big kids don't have a living room and they actually have been really good. Like they haven't complained and they've, they're both sleeping on the couch and they, we have their dressers in our bedroom. Our bedroom is literally like a big trunk show dressers and we have five dressers in here. And, um, and so I feel like, I feel like that is, if I can imitate that for them, even like it reframes their little hearts and minds to be more joyful and present and grateful. And so, yeah, I feel like that is, that is my mantra. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing. You know, I think I love how you used the word reframing. Because I think when it comes to gratitude in our daily lives and the chaos that we live in, and I have seen your chaos and you definitely deal with chaos better than most, I would say. Um, you, it's like pretty impressive how not chaotic you feel like your life is. <laughs> I think I'm just used to it. I don't I know, even know. You are. It's just, it's your status quo. Um <laughs> But I think the idea of framing it is so important because I think we can frame our lives through a narrative of this is hard or through a narrative of I'm grateful. And I've seen you do that. I've watched, I've walked with you as you've done that. And I think it's really special. You know, I, how do you do that on a practical way? Like, how do you think whether someone's a mom or working or- Yeah. wife, single, whatever it is, how do you think we can reframe our story? I mean, you, you gave a great example, I think just using scripture, but are there any other things that help you frame your life through a lens of gratitude? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, I like, you know, meditating on even like, okay. So like practically the hard thing for me, my migraines. Okay. So what, what, are, what are the blessings? that come with having migraines. So for me, the blessings are, they help me to see my need for God, but no matter what, I have no control over them. I can't, I've tried everything. Um, and they are, you know, they are always going to be there in, in theory, you know, prayerfully they are going away. But I think for me, it's that they, they draw me to him. They help me see my need for him. They help me to have good boundaries. They help me to slow down at times when I can be kind of, you know, uh, someone who's more quick to want to do everything. I can, they can help me to be still, which is biblical, (laughs) like, and I could go on there, but I think taking time to actually like, and even getting advice, like I have women around me that I can talk things through with and, and just share, share the load with and communicate the hard things with, but also feel like, you know, reassured that there's so much good and they remind me of the good you know my relationships help me to reframe as well and to to realize like I have friends who can't have children right now or I have friends who are longing to get married right now or friends who long to travel or you know there's always a longing in all of our hearts and God has given me so many good things and even things like like I want to view my migraines as good things like I can relate to people who are suffering. That's a good thing. You know, like my children are learning compassion because of this. My son comes in 
and will be like, mom, you have a migraine. I'm so sorry. Can I get you anything? And that wouldn't be the case if it wasn't for this thing that's so hard, but he's learning. And so there, it, it, it can be really hard at times, but I, I feel like it is worth it to take the time to try to suss out what is, (laughs) what should be grateful for in, in the heart. That's awesome. I love that. The idea of taking stock, our relationships, all of that. And I think there's so much there that you just shared. That's so powerful. And I think, especially as this is the gratitude season, right? Like this is the thankful season. And I love that. I love that as a society, we get a teeny bit more grateful in November, like, totally. and it's not just the Christians, like we're all trying to do it, you know? And yeah. I love that. And so I think this is a great time to go, how am I doing with being grateful with giving thanks? And so thank you so much just for sharing your heart and your life and for always being that example, I think in my own personal life. And I'm so excited that everyone today got to hear a little bit of that Jessica life coach wisdom. And um, I'm sure, you know, you'll be receiving some fan mail. So you're so um, cute. I feel that way with you too. I feel like you're one of the most joy. Clearly everyone knows effervescent joy and okay. gratitude you are and gratitude comes with that joy and you oh, I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I you well I love you love fest 2021 How that's right right here yes right well um thank you everyone for tuning in to today's episode if you enjoyed the podcast make sure that you subscribe leave a review We'd love to get this podcast out there to more people that are needing daily encouragement from the scriptures. So Jessica, thanks for joining us and everybody hope you have a wonderful week.